Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. back to another episode of the fit and free podcast oh i've got a really good episode for you guys today and i'm super excited to talk about it because i can jam and speak about exercise all day long like yeah i love food like let's be honest full-time foodie but i absolutely love exercise and i love to train and hence the reason fit and free academy like we're here for both So I've got a little special episode for you guys today because I wanted to take you a little bit more behind the scenes of what I'm actually the conversations that I'm having behind the scenes, behind, inside the Fit and Free Academy and the things that I'm talking about with my actual clients. And I was sitting down and I wrote an email to my amazing email list yesterday with some of these dot points and as I was writing them I was like everyone needs to hear these things because they're so so important and also I want to elaborate a little bit more and what I mean by each point because some of these things are absolutely going to help you so much with your exercise because like the thing is right like your nutrition is going to be responsible right for how much body fat you have However, it's like so many people are putting nutrition on such a gold high pedestal, which I get because it does play a really important role. However, like if you have specific goals in and around body composition, then I would say your exercise routine and how you're showing up with your training is just as important. I would say, quote unquote, more important if you want your physique to look a certain way. Okay. If you're just doing it for health reasons, right? Like you don't really have a body composition goal. Like, you know, you want to be healthy, then sure. Eat healthy and then exercise. Perfect. Amazing. However, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't like, I don't know. I like the benefits of looking good and looking healthy and looking fit and my body looking a certain way. Like I'm there for that. I want my glutes to be popping. I want to look cute in a bikini. Like why wouldn't you just be strategic with your exercise routine and make it line up with what you want to look like as well? Like it doesn't make sense. As if you wouldn't look good in a bikini, right? But then again, like this is my own opinions. This is what I believe. And I know not everyone is in alignment with that. And that's completely okay. Okay. So yes, there has to be an element of enjoying your routine. Like I get that. But it's like, if you have a certain goal, then let's line up your routine to make sure you're going to meet it. Instead of just running hours on end on the cardio machines, on those treadmills, thinking that you're doing the right thing. But in reality, it's actually moving you away and keeping you in that skinny fat cycle. Okay, And that's the biggest thing, right? Because we have to understand that nutrition is important in terms of, you know, that body fat percentage, like I just spoke to, but your exercise routine is the thing that gives your glutes their shape, your abs the shape, your shoulders, your tricep the shape. It's the muscle that gives the shape. And if you're not training, you know, number one, the right type of exercise, if you're not lifting weights, let's just say that, then, you know, you're not choosing exercise to sculpt your body. You're just choosing exercise to make yourself smaller. And there's a difference, right? 
So we know the type, the importance of choosing the right type of exercise. And we know if your goal is body recomposition, like if you want to be toned, then you have to be lifting weights. Simple as that. Okay. So there's that. And if you're, you know, struggling to even move past the mindset of, you know, I have to burn a lot of calories. I have to to be really sweaty, I have to, you know, I'm scared of lifting weights because it's going to make me bulky. Go back to my episode in and around burning calories. And I'm going to really break those beliefs down for you and really explain why it's important to, you know, bring them into your awareness and really reflect on them and being like, okay, are these actually true or not? (laughs) Because of course, it's easy for me to say and to, you know, tell you right now that you have to lift weights in order to be toned. However, if you're riddled with fear in terms of, oh, no, I can't lift weights, it's going to make me bulky, you've got to move through that first in order to be really open to this episode. So I'm speaking to all my girlies who are already smashing it, lifting weights, getting strong. These points for you are really going to help you up-level your training because literally my one of my clients was like, oh, Loz, like, you look so good. Like, what are you doing at the moment? And then I said, well... I've really just, you know, put more of a focus on my training. Living in Lombok wasn't a thing for me because I just really wasn't enjoying the gym and there was only one option there and it was just really hot and I just was a bit off it. As soon as I went back to Bali, I really started implementing all these things that I'm going to be speaking to today. And like even within just being, you know, putting more effort and intentionality into my training, my body composition is still changing. And that's the thing, like they say that, you know, you can only have body recomposition effects like when you're, you know, a new lifter or if you have time off. I disagree. I think that you're always going to be able to get body recom as long as you've got a really good progressively overload program and as well as, you know, being freaking intentional. And that's what I'm really going to speak to today and making sure you're training at those right intensities in order really to see change. So... Here are some tangible things that I personally have been implementing, but also, of course, implementing to my clients, to my ride or dies, to really help them up-level their training. So many of my clients come to me and they're like, oh, it's my nutrition. I don't know what to eat. I don't know how much. I don't know what I should be making my meals. I don't know how to fuel my body correctly. But here's the thing, like, Upon, you know, talking to the clients and understanding what they're doing in terms of nutrition and exercise, a lot of the time their nutrition is almost pretty bang on. Of course, there's going to be probably we'd need to increase the amount they're eating. That's I tend to more often than not increase food, definitely increase protein intakes. I definitely increase carbohydrates for sure. But then the other thing is like, well, what are you doing to exercise? And that's the thing, everyone's like, oh, just going for a run, doing extra cardio on top of my strength training. I'm, you know, really focusing on exercise that burns calories. I'm like, well, that's your problem. Your your problem is not just your nutrition, it's your exercise as well. And I've just needed to speak to that. It's because like, that's the thing. Like once my clients learn the fundamental principles of nutrition, once they see food as fuel and they start fueling their bodies correctly, there's no longer any stress there. They're no longer thinking about it. Or they know they just have to eat in a deficit or they have to eat at maintenance calories or they have to eat in a surplus. Like it becomes really simple. But then they realize, oh, hang on a minute. This nutrition stuff is just like whatever. This is easy. I'm just like 
fueling my body, I'm no longer like stressing and thinking about it. The important thing then becomes the exercise routine. That's where their attention goes now. They don't longer have to think about food as much because it just becomes like this automatic thing once you do it for long enough. Then it's like, well, shit, like how can I improve my training? How can I get the most out of it? Because once your nutrition is down pat and you're consistent and you know what you're doing, it's like it's the exercise routine really that is really going to help you change your body composition. And that's the thing like have to build the skill on and get better and learn and, you know, improve our technique and all the things because, you know, the stronger you are, the better your technique is, the better your body is going to look. And that's why I wanted to break down these tangible tips for you guys is some things that you can really implement. It's that let's put more emphasis. Let's put the same amount of stress. This is something that I literally tell my clients all the time. Let's take that level of stress that we're putting in on our food and start stressing about our exercise routine like that. How can I recover better? How can I improve my sleep? How can I lift heavier? How can I improve my technique? How can I optimize my pre-exercise nutrition? Because the thing is, is that all of those things are completely in our control. We have no control on what the scale says. We have no control on measures from outside of us right? But we have all control on how we can actually, you know, improve on certain areas, especially in the gym. And that's one of the biggest things. I was like, yes, let's shift the energy into let's train freaking better and smarter and harder versus, oh my God, I'm eating too much, right? And that's the first thing. The second thing I'm speaking to today that's really going to help you up-level your training performance so therefore you can have better body composition changes is being fucking intentional there is one thing of being consistent like yes we're there for that that's the vibe here right we are consistent with our exercise but there's also something to be said for being consistent and intentional if you're showing up and saying things like oh i'm just going to skip the core exercise or i'll do that later or i'm not going to do that because i don't like it You're not being intentional. Showing up is great. But if you're not then putting in the effort, you're not being intentional with your training, then that's the result that you are going to get. What you put in is what you get out, right? And this goes in hand in hand with training at the right intensity. We know from the literature that we need to be working in an intensity of 8 out of 10 to get results, to break our muscles down enough and then repair them with our nutrition in order to get stronger. So if you're telling yourself, right, that you're going to skip an exercise or you'll do it later or then you even do it without even being intentional in terms of the intensity that you're training at, how do you expect to see results? How do you expect to see the results that you really want if you're only half asking the effort, right? And this is what I'm saying to my clients is be fucking present. Be intentional with your training. You are there for an hour maximum of your day. Soon as you walk in, you're walking in like you're already lifting the numbers that you've set yourself. You're lifting like you can lift a hundred kilo deadlift already. You're coming in under the bar and you're like, yes, this is going to be hard. This is going to be a vibe and I'm going to push myself during this set. 
because that's it. It's up to you to get the result that you want. And if you're just, you know, making up excuses, I'm going to say it, then exactly that's what you're going to get. What you put in is what you get out. This is the thing. It's like so many people say they're training at a two reps in reserve intensity, so that eight out of 10. But then when I get them to do it, okay, do, you know, just keep going. All of a sudden they can smash out at least another seven more reps. I'm like, well, then you're not training at a two reps in reserve. Okay. So that's tip number one is walk in like a boss, like you're there. Put your music on if you have to. Make sure you have caffeine there. Like, yes, love that. And you're in there to lift heavy shit. (laughs) Tip number two is always form overloading, right? It's so, so important to making sure that we are having a good technique of our exercises before we load them, right? Number one, for safe lifting, of course, for injury prevention. But number two as well, so that we're utilizing the right muscles during the right exercises so that we're getting enough stimulus through those specific muscles to, you know, to strengthen them. Like a deadlift, for example. This is somewhere, some, an exercise that I see so many people get it wrong in terms of the Romanian deadlift is that they're not hinging enough through their glutes and hamstrings and they're not feeling it in their glutes and hamstrings, but they're feeling it in their lower back. It's really important to fix the form before then we go and load it. So how do you guys do that? Is We need to normalize filming ourselves in the gym. I film myself every single time to making sure that my form is on point. I encourage my clients to do it. And the ones that do do it have exponentially reached results so much faster. Okay. Yes, sure. I understand that the gym can be an intimidating environment. I get it. I once was crippled with gym anxiety. But at the end of the day, all that really comes down to is what we're making that mean about ourselves. It's coming from ego. It's us being intimidated and afraid because we're afraid of people judging us. And ultimately, every single time, what you're doing is you're giving your power away to a stranger to being like, oh my God, they're judging me because I'm not lifting enough. I'm not doing this right. How are you ever going to, you know, lift more and get better if you don't get help with it? So that's it. We need to normalize filming ourselves in order to, you know, improve our technique. And that's another thing that I wanted to say here. I'm back. Sorry, I just go backtracking into the being intentional. It's like it's that mindset, right? It's like it's so easy to go in and rush. So easy to go into the mindset of, I'm just going to get this done. I just want to get it through it. I've got so many other things on my mind, all of the things. But it's like, well, in that moment when you're saying to yourself, oh, I'm just rushing through this now, is ultimately saying, my goals are no longer important to me. I don't value the goals that I've set because the way that I'm acting is I'm just rushing through this. I'm just going to get it done which is a signal to yourself being, well, what you want to achieve is actually not important. So that's something as well, going back to the intentionality pieces, it's so important to be present, to be there. One hour of your day for you, get in the zone. Maybe you have to listen to Akon. That's what I've been doing. (laughs) Um, And I've been vibing it. It's good to listen to. But maybe you need to listen to like heavy rap or rock music or something that's going to get you fired up, whatever that looks like for you. 
But it's like, how can I be intentional and present during this training session so that I actually reach my goals? And, you know, it's, it can come down to also like a level of self-trust as well. Like you completely trust yourself because you've set these goals. Now you're working towards actually achieving them and being there and being present. The next thing I want to speak to, another tip for you guys is rest periods. I see this all the time. I used to see it in group fitness and I used to laugh a little bit to myself where people will, you know, they'll do the set of the exercise and then in their rest period, what they'll do is like they'll start throwing out burpees or they'll start doing jump squats in their rest period and then they'll go back to their exercise, right? Two things here. Number one, if your exercise wasn't hard enough that you need the rest, then you're not lifting heavy enough. You're not exercising hard enough to make change in your body because when you're training at those seven, eight out of 10 intensities, you need to rest because your body is like, well, I'm done. I need to rest for a bit. Okay. Super important. The other reason why we need to rest is because we know we have to train at those eight out of 10 intensities to get change in our body. And that's the purpose of the rest period is so that when you go and do your exercise again, that you can train at that same intensity, right? Think about it. If you're training, you know, back squats, and then you go and do 10 jump squats in your rest period, and then you go back to doing more back squats, do you think you're going to be able to maintain that same intensity as what you did at the beginning with jump squats in between? No. And then think about set number four, right? With jump squats, squats, jump squats, squats. How hard are you going to be able to push yourself in that last set? you're going to be pretty freaking fatigued, right? So it's really, really important for you guys to understand is that you need to have the rest periods. Rest periods are a good thing. And it's a sign that if you don't need them, then you need to look at your training intensity or even your exercise selection as well. My next tip for you guys is invest in some equipment that will help you as you get stronger. So things like wrist straps, absolutely am recommending those to all of my clients. It's really gonna help you with grip strength, with dumbbells and barbells, especially like if you're deadlifting or doing walking lunges or things like that. Having wrist straps that's gonna help you actually hold on to the weight is really, really gonna help you progress with your strength. One of the biggest limiting factors that I see so many females struggle with it's literally being able to hold on to the bar. So investing in wrist straps is really, really going to help you. You can buy them easy as from like Rebel, like 20 bucks. You can probably pick them up on Amazon as well. Super cheap. Um, the other thing is like the only other real equipment that I really recommend is if your gym doesn't already have like a hip thrusting pad, definitely invest in one of those because going under the bar without any foam is freaking uncomfortable. So that's definitely a thing that I really highly recommend. The next thing that I want to speak to is getting clear on why. Getting clear on why you want to do it. And I'm talking getting clear on your why in more so on a values level, more so than on a body composition level. Because yes, fat loss can be a good motivator to begin with, but it definitely runs out really quickly. And that's the thing. It's like we have to go deeper on understanding why we're doing what we're doing in order to really be consistent and maintain results, right? It's like, okay, cool. I've got this goal of I want to lose fat. 
All right, sweet. Why do you want to lose fat? Well, I want to lose fat because I will feel better in myself. I will have more confidence. Okay, cool. What does that give you? What does having more confidence and feel better in your clothes give you? Well, that means it gives me more confidence to go out and do things, to meet people, to have fun. Cool. What does that give you? Well, that gives me ultimately freedom. And that's the thing. It's like, and that's what we have to do is we have to get super crystal clear on why we're doing it. It's because it's not necessarily, we're not doing it to, you know, feeling good in our clothes. Yes, that's a thing, but we're doing it because of what that feeling gives us. And ultimately feeling good in our clothes gives us more fun and it also gives us freedom. And when we get stuck in a rut and we feel like we're not seeing results and we're not reaching our goals, it's something that we can always go back to. Well, it's like, why am I doing this? Going back to my why, going back to, well, I'm doing this because I want to feel free. Instantaneously, you're like, whoa, that's going to keep me going. That makes me feel good. I want that. Because often when we just set weight loss goals, it's, I'm there for it, but it's also often a way that we can ultimately self-sabotage because all of a sudden things aren't going our way, we're not seeing results fast enough and all of a sudden we've eaten a bowl of ice cream because we feel shit about it, right? So this is the thing. It's like it's so important to be setting goals and understanding your why more so from a values level rather than a surface level of, oh, I want to feel confident in my clothes. So sit down and reflect and... A journal prompt that you can use is, why am I doing this? Why is it this important to me? And what do I actually want from this? Three really good questions that you can ask yourself. And finally, my last thing that I want to speak to, and we're talking to this a lot in terms of with all my clients, is stop sweating the small stuff. And one of those small things are, I actually believe, is our period. Right? There is so much fluff on the internet at the moment to being like, this is the best type of exercise for your period during this phase. And I once was, you know, caught up in that a little bit. I was like, yes, you should be doing this in your follicular phase. You should be doing this in your luteal phase and this when you're ovulating. Like as much as I respect that, the real research in and around it is that it's actually not very clear. There is actually not recommendations from research in terms of what we should be doing in and around our periods. It's very subjective and everyone is very different in terms of their signs and symptoms of what happens during their menstrual cycle. So I believe it's like, okay, if you've got a certain goal, right? Like, love that. Let's achieve that goal. But then you're sitting on TikTok and you're scrolling and being like, oh no, I should be doing yoga in my luteal phase because that's the time that I need to be inwards and really being respective to my body. Well, I'm sorry to say, but like if we're then jumping ship and being like, okay, I'm only going to do yoga, you know, for two weeks of every month, it's like, well, your rate of success is going to be very slow in order to reach your goal because doing two weeks of, you know, strength training and then two weeks of really low weight yoga, it's not going to get you to your goal, right? Well, it may, but it just may take you a lot of time. And this is the thing. Like, I'm not saying don't take your cycle into consideration at all. That's not the vibe either. What I'm saying is that 
you need to start being aware of your own signs and symptoms during your own menstrual cycle. And you've got to take the effort to note down how you feel at certain times of the month. Because that's it. Like I said, the research is very different in terms of some people really get affected and some people don't. Of course, there's going to be a change across the month as the hormones increase and decrease, right? Like it's tend to say that in the follicular phase is where we have the most energy, we're the most out, we're like you can power through, you know, that's the best time to be setting PBs and all the things. And then as we go towards our period in our luteal phase, our training should taper off into menstruation. But that's the thing. It's like if all of you are not having those signs and symptoms, but you're still adapting your training, then you're actually probably moving further away from your goal when you can actually push through. And this is what I'm saying to all my clients is start noting down where you feel the best and where you maybe need to pull back on your training a little bit. And that's the thing. It's like, let's not take it like super seriously. Let's be like, let's monitor how we feel and go off according to that. So myself, for example, I know my period inside and out now because I've been so aware, hyper aware of it, just taking notes on how I feel week to week. So my follicular phase, just after my period, I am so excited. I want to go out and talk to people. I am really, really extroverted during that time. That's when I want to stay up late. That's when I want to smash out content, get on reels, make videos and be really creative. And then for me personally, like my training is elite, like it feels the best. I then go through ovulation and my training actually like feels a bit shit to be honest. And that's the thing, like that doesn't happen for everyone. That's just what happens to me. Then as I go through ovulation and then go into my luteal phase, like a few days before my luteal phase, I turn into a raging bitch. I'm really bringing awareness and around it and really focusing and, you know, not putting as much on my plate intentionally, you know, having more breaks in my calendar to honor that. And like, I'm literally about to get my period in like three days. And like yesterday I had a nap as well. So my energy levels are really low and I need a little bit of extra food. I feel it. I'm more hungry and I honor that. Right. And the thing is, it's that because I'm so hyper aware of where I'm at in my cycle, like it's no longer like, oh, why am I so hungry? Or why does my training feel like shit? Or why is this happening? I'm like, oh, okay. Like I'm going in my period in four days. I know the day before my period, my training is shit. And like, that's okay. And I'm aware of that. And that's probably why I couldn't lift as heavy as I may have did last week. That doesn't make it bad or wrong. That just means I can't train as as heavy, right? And that's the thing. Like, you just need to learn about your cycle and being aware of it and being like, okay, cool. I'm here in my luteal phase. I'm not necessarily going to quote unquote change too much of my training, but I am going to honor how I'm feeling. This takes time and it takes practice. And it, it also takes just, you know, actually being aware and tracking your cycle. I literally use the health app on my Apple phone. And yeah, so my tangible tip here is literally start tracking down your signs and symptoms. Maybe it's irritability, maybe it's hunger, maybe it's your training, your low motivation to train, maybe it's you can't push as hard as the gym and, you know, all of these things. Just take note of it so that when it, you know, happens again, it's like you have reasoning to why it's happening. And that's the biggest thing. 
I don't go and change my routine. I don't change my exercise program. But what I do is I just reduce the intensity just a little bit to honor that where I'm up to and how I'm feeling in that part of my cycle. And that's what I'm encouraging all my clients to do as well. If they feel like, you know, they are in, maybe it's their luteal phase where their training doesn't feel as good as well. Well, then my recommendation is it's okay. Let's just pull back the weight. Let's just do what we did the week before. Or maybe we need to pull back a little bit. And that's okay. That's completely fine. And that's a good thing because we're then honoring it. We're still showing up. We're still doing the work, but we're just pulling back on the intensity a little bit, right? Because At the end of the day, it all comes back down to the law of duality. For every good, there's bad. For every shit training day, we're going to have a good one, right? And that's the thing. It's like we're not, it's not the end of the world that we have a shit day. We can look at it. Well, if I have this shit day now, I'm guaranteed that I'm going to have a good day. It's science. And that's what you get to learn. It's like every time I give myself space, that means I'm going to be more energetic later on. And it's just deepening that level of self-trust that that is your patterns. Because like I've been there before, like I've, you know, felt really shit with my training and I thought the world was ending because I wasn't progressing and all of these things. However, I was just having a bad day and next week I was going to kill it. (laughs) And I was going to train so hard. Therefore, being able to deepen that level of self-trust and, you know, maintain this consistency with my training and not making anything mean that, you know, I was doing wrong just because I was training at a lower intensity. (laughs) Uh, So all that being said, just a little wrap up on that one is honor yourself, honor your cycle, know your own signs and symptoms and know when you need to pull back a little bit and know when you need to completely rest and know when you can push hard. Instead of, you know, following the latest TikTok advice being like, you should be doing this, this and this in your cycle, At the end of the day, what we need to do is be consistent and order whatever we need to tweak in order to get there. That's the vibe. Okay. So that was my last tip for you guys. I really hope this was beneficial. I really hope it was helpful. Send me a message on Instagram, DM me being like, what was your biggest thing that you took away from this? What was your biggest takeaway and what are you going to implement? Love you always. Thank you for being here and I will see you guys in the next episode. number one challenge that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight. Often they are making two huge mistakes, constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories. Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're going to start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried every diet under the sun and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals take my free two minute quiz you can find the link in the show notes down below and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals